Hey podcast peeps, I'm Sister Keela and you are tuned into The Door. We're talking all things healing, beautiful, and light, and that means you. So get ready to be inspired, walk through the door, and remember who and what you are. Good morning podcast peeps, my dear brother and my dear sister. I'm excited and happy to bring this topic of freedom through forgiveness to you because you are deeply loved and worthy. You are so wonderfully worthy to be free. I'm going to sound the bell as an invitation to quiet our minds, drop into yourself, and focus on your breathing. So don't worry about if you're doing it right or wrong. Just flow with me in harmony and uh, think along with what I say as you inhale and exhale. We're going to take three glorious breaths together. Okay, are you ready? I'm going to sound the bell. Breathing in. I know that I breathe in. Breathing out. I know that I am breathing out. In. Out. In, out. And think this along as I speak the words. Holiness created me holy. Kindness created me kind. Helpfulness created me helpful. Perfection created me perfect. So wonderfully true. So we're going to look at three practices or techniques, you can call them, uh, to get freedom through forgiveness. These are practices that I employ and uh have given me the freedom I enjoy and experience. But first we want to lay some foundation. So sometimes offenses come to us, the children of light. And when that happens, the ego, <coughs> excuse me, the ego um, raises up and wants to tempt us to attack. And there's different ways that we attack as humans. We can withhold good from someone, uh, communication, whatever it is that we would normally give the person if they hadn't offended us. We can attack physically. We can attack verbally. But we can also attack with our mind. How do we do that? By judging someone. So to attack or defend appears to be the natural easy reaction um, because it's automatic often, but it's an illusion. The ego only attacks and the ego lies. Uh, the, the same ego that would judge others is the exact same one that judges you with negative self-talk, etc. So the ego cannot be trusted because on the one hand, it's saying you're justified in judging someone, but you are holy and you are kind 
and you are helpful and you are perfect. And yet that same ego judges you. So the ego's only goal is to keep us off kilter and out of attunement with the spirit. So that being said, to attack, to take revenge, or to cause someone to suffer because we believe that they have caused us to suffer is not real. Attacks are always against the body and the ego. But there's a place within you that is untouchable. Hmm. Where your higher self is, God within. And that place cannot be attacked. The true you cannot be attacked, can never be harmed, touched, marred, or disturbed. And that's why attack is an illusion. There's an excerpt from an interview with Maya Angelou um, about the best advice she ever gave, she ever gave her son. And I want to share it with you. Um, I love that Dr. Maya Angelou is non-physical and yet we still have her with us and can glean from her. So it's a very short excerpt, but the truth is very profound and I'm going to share it with you. There's a place in you that you must keep inviolate. You must keep it pristine, clean, so that nobody has the right to curse you or treat you badly. Nobody, no mother, father, no wife, no husband, no nobody. Because that may be the place you go to when you meet God. You wow. <laughs> that place we go to where we meet God universe, your higher self, that quiet place, the true you that's pristine, holy, untouched, undaunted, unharassed, cannot be consumed. That space is never, ever attacked. That's why attack, what the ego tries to do, it's an illusion. So I'm going to invite us back to our breath at this time, back to our center. So at the sound of the bell, we're just going to do three glorious breaths together, and then I'll lead us in a meditation. Breathing in, I know that I am breathing in. Breathing out, I know that I am breathing out. In, out. In, out. The guiltless cannot weaponize guilt. The innocent cannot condemn. I am guiltless. Therefore, I don't weaponize guilt. I am innocent. Therefore, I do not condemn. Wonderful.
and so true. So to judge or attack when you enter R is really to judge or attack yourself. Um, There's a concept within Zen Buddhism, which I practice about interbeing. And what interbeing basically is, is that uh, nothing can be by itself alone. That everything in the cosmos must interbe with everything else. So when we look at the fact that we're all connected, we understand that to attack another is really to attack ourselves. Uh, Carl Sagan famously quoted, we're all made of star stuff. And I love what Michael Moyer, who's a, um, a scientific writer said, he actually said it better than I could. He elaborated on his um, quote, and he said this. He said, when Carl Sagan said that we're made of star stuff, he wasn't being metaphoric. He was simply noting in his uniquely precise and poetic way that the raw materials that constitute our physically bo- our physical bodies were forged in the bellies of distant, long-extinguished extinguished stars. Isn't that so good? So <laughs> what Buddhism, what science has come to know, and even what Jesus said, uh, the great metaphysical master, he said to his father, source, source energy or what we call God, he said that they may be one even as we are one. And that's out of the uh, sacred text, the Bible, and the Christian tradition, uh, John seventeen eleven. What he was saying there is that they may be one, meaning to allow it. We don't have to strive, fight, try so hard. Sometimes we just have to let the truth be the truth. We just have to let what is be without resistance. And so here is Jesus is talking to God. He's saying that they may be one even as we are one. And of course, he was talking about him and source. Wonderful. So the foundation for this topic has been laid. So now we're going to pivot to the practices and techniques. But first, we're going to take three glorious breaths together. Because as we breathe, um, we really let the information soak into our stored consciousness. And also, it's just so glorious to breathe. If you don't stop and breathe regularly, you'll find that um, just quieting yourself and breathing is um, just quite wonderful. All right, so I'm going to sound the bell. And together, we're going to take three glorious breaths before we move on to the techniques. Okay? Are you ready? All right. Breathing in. 
I know I am breathing in. Breathing out, I know that I breathe out. In, out, in, out. Wonderful. So this first visualization technique or practice is what's called the courts of heaven. And when you do the courts of heaven, it's going to require your holy imagination. Um, I want to talk about imagination briefly because a lot of people, when they think of imagination, they think it has to be like fantasy or something carnal or sexual or um, negative. Um, but in the spirit, also known as the imagination, any, first of all, anything that's not physical is spiritual. So your mind, uh, when people refer to, oh, you know, I'm in the spirit today, really what they're saying is their mind is focused and fixed on spiritual things. So I, I want to get away from this notion of, ooh, spiritual it's not a huge deal. You are spirit and you wear an earth suit. So it's not a big deal. And imagination is, can be used for very holy, meaning clean, set apart purposes. And so when you hear uh, this kind of terminology, your holy imagination, uh, don't resist because remember, holiness created you holy and you are holy. And so you can have, um, explore your imagination, enjoy your imagination, use your imagination to manifest what you want in this life. And so the imagination or what others call, um, the spirit realm or the spirit are, are, is a wonderful, wonderful resource. Okay. So that's my explanation and disclaimer about that. Um, cause I want you to be freed up to, uh, employ this technique. So, um, the inspiration for this technique again comes from the Holy Bible and it comes from a book called first John chapter two, verse one. And it says, my dear children, I write this to you so that you will not sin and definition of sin there is miss the mark. So you won't miss the mark, but if anybody does sin or if anybody does miss the mark, we have one who speaks to the father source energy, the universe in our defense, Jesus Christ, the righteous one, that is our advocate or defense attorney. The NIV is a version of the uh, translation and it uses the word advocate. Um, it's also used the word um, defense. So when you think of a defense attorney, you also think, oh yes, my attorney's my advocate. So I'm going to walk through a court's visualization with you and it's going to go something like this. So someone comes and sits on the throne of the court. And when someone hurls, someone or your ego hurls accusations at you, negative self-talk, 
automatic def uh, defeating thoughts at you, you can share your agreement with their accusation without shame. Because honestly, anytime you feel guilty about something someone has says, it's because part of you agrees with them. And I'll give you an example of someone you hardly know, don't care, don't care about, uh, says something about you. Oh, um, he's arrogant. He's cocky. Do you let it fall off? You could care less. Why? Because you don't agree with what they say. So it has no impact. But if let's say your significant other or your child or your parent hurled that same accusation at you, oh, he's arrogant, he's cocky, that would hurt your feelings. That would give you that knot in the stomach. And so what's the difference there? When we have quote unquote special relationships with people, where there's a level of trust and when that trust is there, we believe that source. And so the reason the same accusations can be hurled by two different people and you believe and are hurt by the other is because you trust that source and part of you is in agreement with what they said. But the beautiful thing is that these special relationships are not the source. There's a source, that source is love, that source is kindness that speaks a different and better word concerning you. Love created love. Kindness created kindness. And that's the voice you can believe. So it goes like this. You're able to be free from the accusations you believe because of the defense attorney. And it's almost universal Everywhere I go, anyone I talk to, everyone pretty much agrees, uh, only God can judge me. Even folks who aren't sure if there's a higher source or a creator agree, well, I'm here now. I don't know if he or she exists, but when I cross over, then I'll encounter that being or that source. I see only God can judge me on tattoos. I've heard people tell it to their friends or significant others in arguments. You can't judge me. Only God can judge me or you're not God, which, which implies don't judge me because only he or she can do that. So that's one thing most of us can agree on is that God is the judge, uh, whatever name you use for God and that that's uh, his or her business. So what you will do is you will really slow down and set it up. Picture the court. A lot of you watch uh, court shows. You've been to court. So really picture that and allow your higher self or God, your higher power, come into the court and take his seat. And then let the prosecution, your ego, your parent, your ex-girlfriend, whoever that was, come forth and share all the accusations against you. And wherever there's a fact that is true, you can agree with it because it is a fact, but that doesn't mean it's the truth. 
maybe one of the accusations is, oh, she's rude. Since you're in the court with God and it's safe, you can agree with that fact. You know what? I am rude sometimes. And you can agree with your adversary, but then that's where it stops. You don't have to go past that. So let all the accusations come forth from the prosecution and then allow the Christ to appear as your defense attorney. Christ consciousness, Christ, let the advocate appear and then he's the voice that speaks a better word and we agree with him And then slow down there too. Let love speak over you. Oh no, she's holy. Oh no, she's kind. She's perfect. She's wonderful. I love her. She's guiltless. She's innocent. Let the advocate speak. And then it goes back to the judge. And in your mind, let that gavel drop and let God declare over you not guilty. It's powerful. Don't speed through this. I'm going through it fast because we're not doing an actual court case. But once we recognize that we're not guilty, that we are guiltless, we can forgive and release people from the trap the ego would present for us. Because isn't that what happens when someone attacks you unjustly, accuses you, and you believe that and you step into that trap, now the ego is the one, number one, that fed the illusion that you could be attacked, so you agreed in some part, but then the same ego decides, okay, now you have to defend yourself. Now you need to attack in turn. And again, just keeps you off kilter. And neither of those experiences are what? Peaceful, right? Isn't it unsettling? Doesn't it disquiet your soul when that happens? So there's a way to transcend above all that. And it happens. I go to the courts. I do this visualization. Um, as needed. I do it like medicine, but it gets me back to center and it gets me back to the truth that I'm not guilty and then I'm not stuck in that trap. Okay, so that's number one. That's courts of heaven where you employ holy visualization. This next technique is called causes and conditions. Um, it's also known as dependent origination this is a concept of not just Zen Buddhism, which I'm a practitioner, but of just Buddhism. It's actually one of the most vital concepts in Buddhism, um, but it's also one of the most subtle teachings of the Buddha. And this uh, concept was given to me by uh, Thich Nhat Hanh, who just became non-physical on 2222 and Ty as he's known such a beloved teacher and he gave this to me and it makes so much sense the first technique 
may be kind of a jump for you. You're like, Akila, I'm not four anymore. I haven't really practiced using my imagination all that much. Maybe that was a far stretch, but this one appeals even to the person who is just logical and causes and conditions that you can apply to people and even to yourself says this. This is what Ty uh, taught me. If in compassion, out of a place of our love and safety, we go back far enough, we'll find the innocent, happy, and pure child, right? Before the evil days approached, you were all, I was carefree, giddy, jubilant, a kiddo at one point, right? We were, we laughed easy and often with abandon, right? Happy and free is our original state. Happy and free was your offender's original state. They were a kiddo once. They were an innocent little baby. And in that state, we were all naturally good. And we were not at all removed from the light. That's why the teacher Jesus said, hey, if you want to inherit the kingdom of heaven, meaning here now, you have to become like one of these children. Children forgive easily. They laugh. Um, they can be distracted, go through immense pain, and they're so resilient and they go right back to playing. They can go right back to, um, to their natural state of goodness, happiness, and light. So when we see our potential offender, if you take time and visualize in compassion, go back, go back, go back, go back, and picture that person as a little child who is who they really are. You are innocent. You are light. You are holy. You are perfect. You are kind. So are they. I know that's hard to picture with some of you um, when you think about your ex-spouse or you think about a, a boss, but it's the truth. It's the truth. They are love. There are causes and conditions that cause a person to react and behave the way they do now. But again, if in compassion... You can work backwards with that person to their original intent and their original state. You can release them and you can forgive them. And Jesus said something amazing too when he was being crucified uh, on the cross. He said to source, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And when I do this practice, I'm able to say the words of Jesus and realize he was speaking the truth. That's out of Luke 23, 34. Because if, if someone really, really knew what they were doing, how it impacted you, how they were really judging themselves, how they were really attacking themselves, would they do it? No. No, they wouldn't. And so that's how, like Jesus, you can forgive. 
because you look at causes and conditions and go back and there are able to release people. How wonderful. I feel like this is a good time to breathe. And so I'm going to ring the bell as an invitation to um, just return to our breathing and then we'll pivot to the last practice or technique uh, to find freedom through forgiveness. So I'm going to ring the bell now. Go ahead and close your eyes or if you're driving, uh, just look forward, relax your shoulders and we'll return to our breathing. Ready? Here we go. Breathing in, I know I'm breathing in. Breathing out, I know that I'm breathing out. In, out. In, out. Okay, wonderful. So the last practice is one of letting go. Um, forgiveness is a decision. You and God are one. You coupled with the mind of Christ, you with your Buddha nature, you are invincible. You are powerful. And so you can forgive. It is a choice. And as one with God, I can forgive, I can hold grudges, I can use my power for whatever I want. But since I love myself, even as God loves me, I choose to employ forgiveness. Why? Because then I'm loosey-goosey, I'm free as a bird. I'm not, ooh, I don't have that acid churning in my stomach. I'm not um, a task, a slave to the taskmaster that is my ego trying to rehearse and rehearse and rehearse and rehearse the offense and building up arguments with someone who's not standing in front of me in my brain. I've been there before and that is torment. That's not peaceful. It's not love and it's not light. And so um, we, we choose goodness, yeah? So the last practice is one of letting go. Sometimes I choose to forgive and I'm in the practice now that I could forgive almost instantly. It, it's a quick act now. I've gotten so strong in my understanding that God and I are one and how quickly I can forgive people and release love to them like Spider-Man shooting a web out of my wrist. I can shoot love towards that person in my heart, in my brain, send them positive vibes. But sometimes I can't let it go. I'll forgive and two weeks later I'll be uh, laying in bed thinking about nothing and it will come back up. Or I'll find that um, I've forgiven them but I just can't seem to let it go. And so that's why I love, 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 love this practice. And it's called the Sedona Method. Uh, I have a video for you in the show notes. And it's, uh, I believe... Frankly, it's a revelation given by source. Um, why? Because it's empowering, simple, and it's powerful, and it's gracious. And those are all elements of God to me. 
And what I love about it is it comes back down to choosing. So it goes just like this. Picture the thing, the offense, the whatever you want to call it. And then what I do is like the founder does. I hold a pen in my hand and the pen represents the offense. So um, I woke up and was happy and jovial and my significant other or partner or son or, or roommate uh, didn't speak to me when I greeted them and said, good morning. They were ice cold. And now it's lunchtime and I'm rehearsing what happened in the morning. And so I find myself replaying that. So I put that scenario in a pin and I hold it in my hand. And then I ask these questions. Could I let it go? It's like, huh, yeah, I can. That's a question to my capability. Are you capable of letting this go? Well, of course I can. I can do all things through Christ consciousness who strengthens me. So it's like, yeah, I can. I'm powerful. I know I can. Would I is the next question. Would I let it go? And that's asking, am I willing? And you know, this is an excellent question because what I found is even if I can't do something, but I'm willing, then Holy Spirit will do the rest. I remember who a very difficult scenario with someone who had done just grievous acts towards me off and on for years. And this person uh, wanted to re-engage in relationship. And I remember having a knockdown drag out session with God in my front and I said, no way, not doing it, no way, no how. And I gave the grocery list of, of uh, offenses. And it's like, yes, I forgave, but that doesn't mean I have to hang out or have relationship with this person now. And God's response was really tender and profound. He said, are you willing? And I thought, and I said, well, yes, God, I love you. You know, you know, I'm willing. Um, I just <laughs> don't want to, but I'm willing to be willing. I just can't. And he said, if you're willing, but not able, I will do the rest. And so it's like, wow. So now even when I feel like something, there's a major blockage, I'm willing and he can do the rest. So the first question again is, could I let it go? Would I let it go? And then the last question is, and when? And I love and when because it's an invitation to decide. And typically, if I can get through checks one and two and when I feel so powerful, I feel God and source energy and Holy Spirit in me so strong that I say now because I choose. And what I do is as soon as I say now, I drop the pin into my lap onto the floor. And that is a physical expression of what I've done internally. Woo, it is good. And I use this one a lot on whatever, 
But it also has me think, well, how important was that? It's like, you know what? I'm using energy. I can be using on creativity, co-creating with God. I can be using this energy to get something done. I can be using this energy to think about loving, light-filled, gracious. Uh, I could be using this energy to be thinking about nature or appreciating something. And I'm stuck. And so this one is so great because it's quick. And I also like quick. Not saying it has to be quick for you, but I'm at a place where when I do this practice, I mean, it's great. It's as simple as washing my hands. It takes that long, maybe 20, 30 seconds, depending. So I encourage you to use this one, okay? Could I let it go? Would I? And when? And then you exercise your power and your right to choose to let something go and let the person off the hook. How good is that? So those are the three techniques or practices for today. Uh, Visualizing the courts, using your holy imagination, inspired by the Christian sacred texts, looking at causes and conditions from a place of safety and compassion as a practice of Zen Buddhism, and using the Sedona method as easy as a pin drop, using the power of the choice. Ooh, I love it. So in closing, I'm going to sing over you a song and a blessing that I sing over myself. And it feels so good. It's a delightful, spiritual little ditty. And you know why it feels good? It's because it's the truth. So I'm going to sing this over you now. And um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I am happy, I am free, I am guiltless, I'm free. I am happy, I am free, I know God's will for me. I am happy, I am free, I am guiltless, I'm free. I am happy, I am free. I know God's will for me. All right, podcast peeps, my dear brother and my dear sister, this concludes our episode of The Door. And be sure to tune in every Sunday for new episodes. If you find the show to be of value, then you can support the show in a few ways. The first is by listening and sharing with your friends and families. You can lend your voice to the show by leaving a voicemail with questions or your aha moments or any insights you may have. Or if you'd like to be on the show, leave a message with your contact info and the topic surrounding light, love, and healing that you would like to discuss with me and lets you and I have an expansive conversation for the benefit of the listening audience. If you'd like to support monetarily, that's great too. Go to your settings, click on the money tab, and scroll down to listener support. Hey, I appreciate you guys, and this is so much fun. I just want to remind you that you are deeply loved, and we are one.